Hello, my friends, and welcome to Daily Bible Reading, where we are chronologically going through the entire Bible in one year. Today's reading for February 9th is Exodus chapters 30 through 32. God and Moses alone on the mountain. Moses enveloped in the cloud that is the manifest presence of the most holy God, Yahweh, or Yehovah. And he's been up there for a while. The Israelites are getting restless. And because we don't have time to go through the symbolism of each and every article, I want to focus on just two things that are mentioned in these chapters. The first is the temple tax or the I guess it's almost like a federal tax for this theocracy, this nation with God as its head. Of the young men, when they become 20, they pay to be registered, to atone for. It says their money is actually a ransom for their lives. And if they pay it, as long as they're registered, God will protect them. He will maintain their health. But notice that it cost them something. And notice that it didn't matter if they were poor or rich. The cost was the same because every life is the same in value before our God. The other thing that we're going to focus on today is chapter 32. Now, God's speaking to Moses. Moses is... I'm sure taking notes, doing the best that he can to remember it all. And then God says to Moses, you need to go down and check on your people. And the scene changes and it backs up a little bit. And we get the story of what these people are up to. They have gotten concerned that maybe Moses isn't coming back. He is just right up the mountain from them and they can see the manifest presence of God up on that mountain and they know Moses went up there and yet they go to Aaron and they say we don't know if Moses is coming back of course Aaron what does he do he makes for them a golden image do you remember back in chapter 20 when we read the 10 commandments where God spoke to the Israelites directly and there were rumblings of thunder and peals of lightning and the people were afraid to approach God and Moses said come on it's okay it's it's God he he wants to be with us and the people said no you go Moses we're afraid of him we don't want to die and one of the ten commandments was do not make for yourselves a carved image an idol in other words don't try to portray the living creator God by some piece of metal or wood and bow down to it and say that it's me, God said. Don't try to create a physical representation of me and say, I'm like this. You will worship me the way I say to worship, God said, and you will not do it any other way. And here we are, 40 days later-ish, six weeks-ish, and the people are dancing around, bowing down to this 
golden calf in chapter 32. Now, it's interesting because the temptation, or at least I don't know about you, but when I remember learning this story, not saying it was taught this way, but the way I remember it was that the people would just forget about God. Meh, don't like him anymore. Forgot about him. I'm going to go worship this other false God. And sometimes that's certainly true, but here that's not the case. If you look carefully in chapter 32, in verse 5, when er, when well, let's back up to verse 4. The people said, Israel, these are your gods, or it could be also translated, this is your God, who brought you up from the land of Egypt. So they're they're ascribing to the golden calf the qualities that God, the one true God, did. And when Aaron saw this, he built an altar in front of it, and he made an announcement. There will be a festival to the Lord, Yahweh, or Yehovah, tomorrow. Early the next morning, they rose, offered burnt offerings. They presented fellowship offerings. The people sat down to eat and drink and got up to laugh and have a good time. They wanted it both ways. They wanted to say, we, ha we, we, we want a physical presence. We want to um, define God in our way. And you can definitely go into the meaning of what the calf represents given given time, but we're about out of time. And so I'd just like to close with this. How have we in our society defined God, limited God, and said God is like this? And maybe, perhaps, anytime we say God would never fill in the blank, or my God would always fill in the blank, Maybe perhaps we're making an image of God in our own hearts. And even inviting judgment on ourselves. We need to be careful, friends. Speaking to myself as well. Let's be careful how we define the creator of the universe, the infinite one. God bless you. This has been Exodus chapters 30 through 32. We will see you tomorrow.